Hey. Hey, Ellie. Hi, Amy. Hi, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. Right, well, we, we seem to be like sat at a table, all very serious. Like, Do you want to help me explain what we're doing here? This is Ellie and Amy's hit list. Woo! Booyah! Drop Woo! the mic. No, don't, because no, that would no, be disastrous. No, yeah. yeah. Um, it is our hit list of films, primarily films. I think we'll, we'll end up talking about like comics, books, games that inspire the films and that relate to them, but it's about films. Yes. It's Which a film podcast. Is our shared passion. Exactly, yes. Me and you go to the cinema very often and you've been a guest on my podcast, mm-hmm. Amy's Endless Watch Lists. Like that's a ridiculous plug right there. And for we you. spend a lot of our time as the credits roll and the lights go up being like, What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, alert for swearing. <laughs> I'll have to put up an R rating. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. I should we, just we... carry one on my forehead. Really. <laughs> I feel like you should get like a badge. <laughs> like when you come out of the cinema, being warning, we'll swear if disappointed from this film. Anyone who's listening, make that. That's good. I yes, that. exactly. Yeah. So basically, obviously, we love films, and this is our way of. I mean, in my own podcast, obviously, like I normally rate one film. Yes. But in this occasion, this podcast is about grouping films together and like sometimes it's films that we love, sometimes it's films that we don't and sometimes it's films that are literally guilty pleasures that we know yes. we shouldn't like but we watch because it's all we've got that's even remotely close to a good film of what we love. Normally, quite a few of them. Normally, like, I feel like they're adaptations, aren't they? But maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Maybe we should have an episode where it's just all the guilty pleasures. No, no, no reviewing. No, just like, just plain blank admitting, I like this. I know it's not good, but I like this. Maybe it should be like, you know, like, not like Alcohol Anonymous. Or <laughs> it's like, I was like, I was like, Bad I, I, film I, anonymous. I'm a film critic and I love this movie yeah. and I know I shouldn't. That's what it should be. It's our version of I'm a Feminist But. Shout out to the Guilty Feminists. Yes, love that podcast. I'm a I've just critic. started listening to it, so thank you. You and your podcast recommends. Mm. And now I'm on one. Yay! I know. I've been trying to get you on a podcast for ages, but yeah, we're finally picking something that's going to be, yes. I think, our mutual thing. Because this is the thing. Every time we're talking about films, we're like, this, is, this was so bad because, and we can completely break it down and be like, it failed at this and it failed at that. And then we can also talk about... The things that, if we were to make a movie, mm. in our dream world, mm-hmm. if we were to make a movie and we'd be like, how would we make this? How would we make it so much better? And I think that's often our discussions. And I always said, like, we should actually just record our discussions. Yes. Hands down. Yes. So, this I'm is it. I'm secretly terrified that you have been doing this all along. <laughs> Every time we're having a discussion, have you noticed I've been putting my mobile in my back pocket? Like, oh, just, just say that one more time, Ellie. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, would you like to explain to the lovely listeners, because this is just us basically explaining what the podcast is going to be about in the next coming episodes, and so obviously I've explained that it's going to be about films that we love, hate, and have mixed feelings. Yeah. Love, um, love to hate, hate, so, hate to love. Yeah, so do you want to explain the rating system that I think we've come yeah. up with? Yeah. So we came up with a rating system, which uh, is kind of based on like what would need to happen to improve the film. Or yes. is it too far gone? So, for example, if we look at like a certain film that we have an issue with, so Ocean's Eight. Yes. We won't go into too much detail on no, why we think that's this a is whole a, episode. That's a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into too much detail as to why that might be a problem problematic. Mm. We both agree that it's mostly good until the last ten minutes. Yeah. Mm, probably twenty. 
20 minutes. I'd say there were two changes that I would make. Yeah, and so exactly. in terms of our review system, the first one is a re-edit. Do they get too snippy? Do they not get snippy enough? Maybe some changes just need to happen. You know, scenes in a different order. Which is kind of slightly minor. It's there to correct continuity problems. I know it's not really minor. I know it's a big process, but it's minor in the scale of yeah, what Yeah, but also about. editing is that thing of you do it wrong or it's so obvious. And exactly. this is the problem. And also it changes the whole pacing of a film, which exactly. can be really important. There's a reason I can watch Lord of the Rings. And it's because it's really well edited for three and a half hours of footage. Yes. If that had been edited poorly, you would not get me for 10, 15 minutes, I'm just saying. Yep. So, anyway. And then the second one, mm-hmm. recast. Now, is the actor not quite right? Or, And I think recasting is normally an issue. It's like, it's a great film. It's just really white. Or it's really men. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. Sorry. Listen, listen. can you hear that? I that's, hope you can. That's like, yeah... That's, that's a, the train, people. That's the uh, that's the quarter to six train to London. <laughs> I love that you can tell this just by listening. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hear trains, cats, and people having fun in the kitchen, don't worry. It's uh, yes, I can hear the cat. He's quite angry right now. Oh, He's asking for his fine. dinner. It's like, fine. Like he does every two hours. <laughs> um. Anyway, sorry, I distracted you. So yeah, the recast. So is yeah, number recast. Two. So yeah, the answers aren't quite right. It's too white. It's, yeah. Too many so men. in going in scale, like these are the ones that are like aren't, aren't too major. No, I wouldn't say it's major. So in Ocean's Eight, there is one particular character that I'd be like, cool, that should be a lady. Yeah. Like boom. Recast. Away. Yeah. Um, and then the next step up is a rewrite. Mm-hmm. So this script might have been rushed, or did they suffer with the male writer syndrome? I don't know if this is a real syndrome, but in my head it is because I feel like it's becoming one. It's, <laughs> if it's, not it's one. there, you know, and it creates the problem of the Smurfette thing. So have you mm-hmm. have you seen this, the Smurfette syndrome? I've, I don't know if they call it the Smurfette problem. You, it's a group of six people, but it's five men and one lady, and yes. that's all we get to represent us. Yep. And there is a terrifying long list of it in everything. Yes. Um, and I, you know, that's the that's the writing, mm-hmm. um, you know, as well. Poor dialogues. So this is a kind of bigger change. You know, you yeah. don't necessarily have to change the plot, but there are lines that, you know, if you just took that out, there wouldn't be a plot problem. Or if you put that in there, there wouldn't be a plot problem. Exactly. No. Yeah. So they're kind of. It might be a small change, but it's actually a big change because it takes going back, reshooting, and all of that thing. Yeah. So, in Ocean's Eight, the example would be. Literally, the Sandra Bullock's last line. That of the last film. line. Okay. That yeah. last line needs That should changing. just be different. Yeah, completely. And we'll, go, we'll go into that on another episode yeah. and go into details of what we think. The, it's but... one line in an entire film. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it's like, okay, it's a, it's slightly a big yeah. thing. And then the next one up is redone. So this is number now, four. Number four. Okay. Now, so we're starting redone to get a little bit. <laughs> this is a bit of a funky mass, okay? Funky mass. So. The first one, re-edit. Yep. The second one, recast. And the third one, rewrite. Yep. If you require all of these three to happen, it's a number four. It yeah. should just get redone. So one, two, and three in this case make four. Okay? I know. Can, I just, can I just say, I love this. Like, <laughs> I love this kind of equation. It's like... It's how I understand things. Yes. And also, I do agree with you. Like, if you have to do more than one and two, like, if you have to do more than re-edit and more than recast, then I'm sorry, you need to, like, rethink yeah. what's actually the problem in yeah. your film. So it takes being redone. So it's not a reboot. That's really clear. It's the remake. Yes. Okay? So it's the fact of, like, for example, the plot 
might be good, but your casting might be wrong, yeah. and your writing might need touching up, and the story might need yeah. like you know slimlining and stuff like that. It's just literally about chipping away at something, yeah, and making it better. You know, they they they've rushed a final product, and actually they need to go back and take. Yes, so many movies suffer weeks, with like that you know, problem of like, oh, we must get this out now. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, actually, if you just waited six more months and released yeah. it some other time, like I wouldn't be fussed if what, it was a better product. What, like, what is your deadline other than a? deadline that you've set you know exactly. okay you get all these pressures but actually do they really want an unreleased uh, re- a released unfinished product yes. or an unreleased will be finished product that mm-hmm. they will then release so and you can't it's it's not like a, it's not like games nowadays where they're constantly updating and patching them as they go which is still really annoying <laughs> you can't do that with a film you can't do that with a book mm-hmm. it's out there it's out there okay so Take the time. Yes. Because Otherwise if you you'll don't end up take the time, you end up with a number four. Yes. Okay? Okay. And then number the step f- after, number five. Now that is a reboot. Yes. You just need a different approach. Fresh ideas, fresh start, new vision, new people. In my head, a reboot often requires a new director. You know, there's been something going on at a major level. Or maybe a reboot is actually, this was a great idea and it worked, but it's 20 years old. Yeah. It's 30 years old. Yeah. And it's dated for its time. And actually, whilst the idea is really great, it doesn't reflect where we are now. And so you want to bring that idea into the 21st century. You want to bring it into 2019 or wherever we are. Like, for example, like, if you were to do, I don't know, let's say Indiana Jones, but modern, it would have to be so much more different Mm. as opposed to when it is actually set. Because you can't, like, if you were to reboot it on that level, it would just be... you'd have to rethink it all and that's why like you said new director but also new maybe a different studio maybe a different studio willing to take risks and go down a different direction that previously just hasn't been explored yep so yeah i mean i like yeah yeah i mean there have been some good reboots but nine out of ten i feel it's like they they, miss the mark they miss it by like so close but so far yeah and that's where we have the oh i love this film but at the same time i hate it because it's not what it should be so after reboot, mm-hmm. and this is the thing, so number four was redone, number five was reboot. Now if you get too much of both of these, a film that needs to be redone is rebooted, a film that still needs to be redone is rebooted, a film that is redone but then gets rebooted. If you have too much of this, we end up with a number six being required. Number six is retired. You just need to put it to bed. Now. Yeah. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying you should never make a film of it ever again. I'm saying you just need to let it lie. Yeah. It needs to relax. The dust needs to settle. You know, maybe let someone be born and get to at least the age of 15, hopefully 20, without ever having experienced a reboot or a me- remake of this idea. Yeah, let there be like a generation for, gap. <laughs> for me and for my generation, it's Spider-Man. They're, I have lived through far too many Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> I love the way you say that. Like, it's like you're saying it like it's ripped out of you. Like, I'm, just, I know I'm exhausted. Like, I'm so tired of it. I didn't like, even bother with the Andrew Garfield ones. I just went, no. I must admit, I did not just, bother with the Andrew no. ones either. Just, there was nothing that appealed to me. I was like, well, I've already had one trilogy and that ended so poorly. Yeah. Why would I redo that to myself? Exactly. And And I really like how, you know, with the new Spider Man. Tom Holland in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they just brought him straight into someone else's film. They didn't they didn't give him an origin story, they didn't give him an origin film. Yes. They just went, Cool, here you are. Yeah. Here's a Spider Man fully and I was like, Cool, I don't have to sit through an entire film. Yay. Yes, you know, and also, but I get to enjoy the character. And I'm not saying I don't like Spider Man, I'm just saying I was just really tired yep. 
I say mean, an origin story. Yeah. Again, which again is a, is a future episode, guys. <laughs> Too much origin story. I don't care where you freaking came from, and I don't care that you're gonna change it from where you came from last time. Yeah. If I like the character, I like them because not because they where they started, but because of where they are. Yes. So t- show me where they are. Yeah, I I think we have a lot of issues with it's the fact of like some origin stories are good and need to be told. But if you've already done it once, and especially if you've done it in the last few years, don't go back and do it again. Yeah. Please stop. Just stop. Exactly. So and so then, this is so this is retired where you leave retired. it to bed for like t- maybe yeah. 10, 15 years. Yeah. Let people miss it. That's the key thing. Yeah. Let people miss things. Yeah. Because like I tell you what, it's just that thing of like 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 I love reading a certain book series, but I've got to wait a year and a half till the next book, and it kills me inside. But I tell you what, you when mean? I get that book, I am so excited yeah. and so happy because missing it makes me want yeah. it more and i just feel like unfortunately it's the same with a lot of movies and i i think it, it, you know it's one of those things that um people have always said about like british television it's just like you get six episodes and then it might never ever come back and you're like oh, what exactly but that's what makes it so special I mean, you're like exactly oh. you treasure those six episodes you milk them for all they are worth yeah. honest to god i get really bored in american tv shows where they just keep and i get like i'm like 22 episodes <laughs> yeah exactly and also as well the writing tends to unfortunately start to slack because you start running I'm out of steam I'm going to be really steam, controversial you know? and say that the best season of Supernatural was the one with the writers strike where they only made <laughs> 7 to 13 episodes and you were like just just I was like there. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> my mum is so not going to like you <laughs> I mean apart from the first season which was really good yeah like it just starts to go and then you get a really short season you're like bam like it's yeah. the same with Bones Oh, it was really hard to keep me. Oh, I slogged through my way through. I mean, I love Bones. I love Boo. I love well, they do it. have they do have one series where it is very sure, and yeah. it is one of the best. It's the right yeah. strike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, after retired yeah. number six. After number if six, if you don't retire a story, a franchise, an idea, yes, we end up with the number seven. Now, this is the end. This is this is scale. the worst of the spectrum. This is the isn't worst. It? You don't want to get to this point, and there are many films that are at this point, and that is a whole episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean we've got films and franchises that deserve to have this yes. point, don't yes. they? So anyway. number seven, kill it with fire. Yes, I've got so many. Burn on my it list. down, bury it in the ground. <laughs> do not resurrect it. Just let it fall. Yes. Just done, and the thing is, so if if the retirement doesn't happen. Too much of four and five makes seven. Yeah. Some things should just die. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And also, it's like that thing of, you know, like some things, when they happen and they happen in the moment, you just think to yourself, maybe it's good that we don't milk this cow too much. Like, there's a reason some movies are classic, because nobody's gone back and made 10 sequels of them. That's why. Like, that's why they're classic. Like, I don't want to see Casablanca number nine. <laughs> Who does? Like, why the fuck would I? Like, but that's the thing, though. I'm just like, just some things just should not be milked. Mm. And it's just, yeah. We need so to... there we go. Yeah. That's a great rundown. I'm so glad. Uh, we came up with this idea of, like, how should we rate 
It's a weird rating scale. It's weird, but I love it. I feel like you know, it's gonna it's gonna hit all the marks, and I'm sure many films and franchises are it's going more like to hit the marks. Prescription. It's not a rating scale. It's prescription. I yep. prescribe a number four. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're film doctors. It's like a prescribing a Chinese menu. Like I'll have one number four, and maybe a number five if you don't do it right the first time. Like, so it's like a fantasy of if we were in complete control of the universe, yes. what would we do with these films? I mean, I know Thanos got it wrong, but we'd get it right. I know. (laughs) No double snap, baby. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is a great... I love this rating system. Yeah. So this is... Yeah, this is what we're going to discuss. Yeah, so we're going to start... We're going to review some films. We're going to talk about... I I say review in the Lucy's term. We're just going to get grumpy (laughs) and maybe a bit angry. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have some comedy and humour in there too. We'll wind each other up about this. We do. We generally agree, but when we disagree, it's kind of like... Ooh. I think when we disagree for a split moment, our friendship shatters. <laughs> <laughs> then, Done. It's like dust on the floor. I can't believe you just said that. And then, and then we explain the reason. Yes. And this is it. We both we, we always back things up. So we've got we've got we've both got an academic background. Yeah. So critically you, analyzing yeah, and so reviewing if, things. Yeah. So going going to that, like what like explain obviously your background with. So I I did a degree in English literature. Um, followed very quickly by a master's in English literature, um, nice. which I now use not at all in my day-to-day life. But that's okay, because <laughs> you can do it here, it's I fine. Can. I can. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really a mix, actually. So whilst it was in English literature, so I had the opportunity, I did actually write a essay about the 2013 Tomb Raider game. Oh, that's I, so good. One yes. of my best essays of my final year at university, one of the best marks I ever got at university, it's actually an essay on, um, so it was on Beowulf, you know, classic, cla- you know, quintessential, oh, you know, old age English, you know, it's not English and it's not, yeah, um, <laughs> but classic story um, mm-hmm. and some of the best, it was my best mark and yet I got to bring in references to Skyrim. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> like, <laughs> and more than I can't even remember. It was one of the best things ever writing it. And actually, mum, you know, mum walking into the room, and she's like, why are you back from uni and you're just sat playing Skyrim? Like, research. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that that's research. I know, but it counted. Yep. I got yeah, a good mark. exactly. So, that's um, good. So I had the opportunity, and there was a lot of actually film analysis. Uh, one of my favourite modules was on adaptations. Um, yes, which are and whether really or not they, important. You know, they should be faithful for the book, and there's that really, it's really, really big dilemma. And one of the favourite things I ever learnt was that actually Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote Fight Club, preferred the film Fight Club. <laughs> But he said it, it managed to capture the idea that he could only write in a certain way, mm-hmm. but the film managed to portray it in the way that he was like, boom, now you can't misunderstand my novel, because it's there. Yeah. And I was like, that's really good. There's someone who's appreciating that he had an idea, and actually the adaptation, instead of being an adaptation of the book, so the film was actually based on his idea. And that's, a, that's I think, is the critical thing, um, is actually looking and being able to look at read a book watch a film play a game and see the idea behind it be able to take the elements that make it great and translate them and those elements are more than just an aesthetic it's more than just a visual it's exactly. more than just a b and c so whilst you know whilst i've got my funny maths kind of on the rating <laughs> scale you know actually being able to look at that idea behind the words and all of that and take the themes out of it I think is a really really important thing and that's where and also that's where different mediums do it in different ways yes. really really well yeah. and that's important as well to realise that 
film is especially like with our next episode you know talking about adaptations from like a video game there's yeah. certain things we're expecting yeah and that's okay and also there are certain things where we want to be surprised and yes. that's okay but it's getting that happy balance of you know mm. like it's a bit like resident evil is i love the resident evil games i played them as a kid and i love sm- <laughs> i want to say <laughs> most of the films. <laughs> i want to say most of the films but another part of me is like but do I though? Because it's not the same. But at the same time, it's like I like the fact that you know, set a way certain elements are done, and where yeah. certain ideas are pulled in, and I think how... they get a bit confused in the middle. Oh, I, I like the beginning, and I like the end. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like, but that's that's kind of the thing. Like we're kind of discussing, yeah. isn't it? So, but yeah. then that's the whole thing about franchises as well, which is a whole other episode yeah. about like. Okay, you've got one franchise, but you've made how many films out of it? Just stop. Um, I'm going to say those words to Peter Jackson as well. Just, and also, just when, stop. You, when you can tell it's <laughs> The just... Hobbit is not that long. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's, the main thing I can't stand is when you know it's being done just purely for money. Oh, yeah. Or for rights, which we will discuss in another mm, in podcast another or something that's very dear to my heart that broke me, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, that was my, yeah, that's a nice tangential, my background. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Had that basis analysis and Amy, I have always been a film fan and a English like writing fan, and for some bizarre reason at eighteen I decided to combine the two and do screenwriting as my first degree. I think we should all forgive our eighteen-year-old selves. For I mean, decisions. I was so specific. Why? <laughs> I could have done just creative writing. I could. Have, I don't know why, but I just yeah, I chose screenwriting, and it was a lot of fun. But I ultimately, I don't think it's what I wanted to do as an end result. However, I did go back and do a master's five years later in film production, which covers every element, obviously, of trying to create um, film and TV. And I really enjoyed that as well. And again, it's like, you know, going into different elements of film, what it actually takes to not just come up with the idea, write it, and Mm. then try and get off the ground in terms of, you know, actually trying to get the damn thing made. It's a lot of work behind the scenes. And I can can totally understand why films struggle. It's a lot of voices and it's a lot of, you know, unless you are seriously loaded with an entire... Oh, I don't know, ballsy kind of gutsy one man mission where you're just going to tell everybody I want it like this. Unfortunately, you can't do that in film. It's a very collaborative thing, and it basically ends up... we all wish we were Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if I could be, if I could be in his shoes, that would be pretty amazing. But unfortunately, a lot of people who create films aren't that lucky, no. and they get told from many different people, whether it's producers big stars, writers, I mean, they, uh, or from the studio themselves as well, being like, we want it like this. And, so and unfortunately, some, some, that's where compromises are made and sometimes you lose the original Sometimes idea. they're good, sometimes they're bad. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we are going to discuss, and uh, yeah, yeah. I will bring it up in an episode where actually it was, you know, I've, I feel like that actor's decisions mm-hmm. actually developed the character far better than the costume designer and the yeah. photography and any, any of them ever could. Yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. had a greater insight. But then actually... That was happened because the director let them turn into that character. Yeah. You know, that was the only way that that character could come to life on screen was to just be like, cool, you're going to go away and you're going to come back and you're going to be. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So that's, that's kind of like, I come at it from like, obviously like, I mean, I do. You're a very film based. I'm a film based kind of person, but obviously I do love storytelling and, and writing was my first love. So Really, for me, sometimes it just comes down to the basic structure and characters. Mm. Like it's, 
I just don't understand how you can get character wrong. It really yeah. annoys me. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my background, really. Um, so just to give you guys a kind of taste. Ooh. Ooh. Just to kind of give you... I, I should be eating that biscuit in a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should just be reminded, like, oh my God, I'm hungry. Um, so yeah, so some episode ideas that we've got is... Um, you can was it you can tell a film without romance yeah that's so these are kind of themes and ideas that we'll have for a whole episode where we'll be talking about maybe one or two maybe three movies yeah and so i mean i you know. nickname that episode hell no hetero like <laughs> it's mostly straight romances that yes. they shoehorn in there so exactly shoehorned romances kill them yep. please uh failed at feminism which i already oh, think but, is a yeah. great title <laughs> Failed at Feminism, I think, might turn into its own series. Yes. Like, just, just, <laughs> just, just watch this space. <laughs> yes. Um, we had the other one, didn't we, where it was Think of the Environment. Yes. Which, unfortunately, Batman fails at oh. many times, uh, among Are, many others. That, I <laughs> Not just that, superheroes, yeah. other people do too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I um, think Batman, I just remember actually being in the cinema and just being like, the fish. <laughs> <laughs> With that stupid bomb. <laughs> They're like, oh great, yeah. the environment, people. I know. <laughs> Can't we be a bit more conscious of what we're like projecting yeah. on the screen and what we're projecting to our young children? I'm just saying. Stop time traveling. Oh yeah, that's another one. We've got a whole idea yeah. about that one. Stop time traveling, people. Stop messing up your own continuity. I mean, continuously. Yeah. Within a film, within yes. a franchise. Yeah. Just stop it. I mean, we love Back to the Future. We'll couch that episode <laughs> in that statement. We love it. <laughs> We all enjoy it. There's an end of. Done. <laughs> but. Uh, other ones I've got written down is, you can't save everyone. Oh, yes. I hate that trope. Yeah. And unfortunately, yep. it's in so many things. Yeah. Um, it's very American, I find. Ah, uh, yeah. We, we British are, are a lot happier to have a not happy ending. <laughs> like, yep. yes, everyone is miserable and it's raining. Absolutely. And it's also that thing of, like, you know, like, when you get to the film and even if it's British or if it's, like, a foreign film and you think, oh, it's going to be all happy and then they whip it out from under you, like, whoosh, and you're like... That's actually cool. Yeah. You, you changed my expectations. However, okay, it's so jarring. We, yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna go. Yeah, so you can't save everyone. Nope. And we and we we like to have our expectations subverted in that regard. So you know, there's a hero. They think they're gonna save everyone, and then you know somebody dies. Okay, that's cool. We don't like our expectations being subverted because you don't want you want to be edgy and you don't want to pay fan service. Oh, that's this a is, whole this is... different episode, which I feel like is a very twenty nineteen problem. Hell yes, where like, you, uh, watch that episode should be basically pay attention to your fans, yeah, and your fan base. Like you know, you we're we're the future content creators, and this is the problem: is that all you do is create a whole host of people who go right. Well, that needs to be redone. Like yeah, yeah. you know. Yes, I really, so I really yeah, like that. That's another, another one. Pay attention to your fans. Pay attention to this. Yes, pay attention to the fan well, base. Respect your fans. Yeah, respect they're, them. They're, we're, they're the ones. We're the ones. <laughs> we, we're the... as fans, are the ones spending money. Yeah. Like, literally make our money worth it. Otherwise, we're not going to want you to do anything ever again. Yeah, exactly. And there will be a reason yeah. you won't go to your Comic-Con convention. Yeah. So. Or don't attend your panel, or, or yeah. why, if you turn up to the panel. Hmm. And then you get big and oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I've got a couple more here. I've got uh, don't use backstory for a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which stop I, with the origins, basically. Oh, stop with the origin just, stories, just we're, please. We're done, we're done. And uh, I really hate his- historical accuracies, like yeah. inaccuracies, like yeah. because. 
I'm a it's big like, film. I'm a big film. Like I'm a big film fan. I'm also a big history buff and a, a, a history fan, of like many different like you it's know like real life continuity errors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love that movie, Mary Queen of Scots. I do, but yeah, there's that, a that, that scene. massive scene that just does not belong there. And also, without that scene, you could still make that movie. Okay, so I, just let it go. I know. I think as well, it always depends on the tone. Mm. So if you if you're already taking that playful approach with history. Okay, we'll forgive. Okay, yes. so I think I think yeah, you can forgive Rain for its portrayal of a lot of things. Yes, because it's already taking that playful approach. It's not out there to be like, cool, we're you know, yeah, but we're, if it's... we're historically accurate, but if you're gonna be as gritty as Mary Queen of Scots was, mm-hmm. you've got to stay within the realms yeah. of like fact, and but also as well like. You in that movie, not to get too much into it, but you're already telling two stories from two yeah. two points of view. Well, you're telling the same story from the two points of view, which is two women in power at the time, Elizabeth and Mary. And so you don't need them to meet because no. in real life, sorry, spoiler alert, guys, they oh. did not meet. So, and you're already telling that story from two points of view on women at that time. We don't how they, we how they think about power and how they think don't about their need position. To see them on screen together simultaneously because no. we're already seeing them. We're seeing the parallels because you're showing us through your cinematography, exactly. through your editing, through that, and that's where it's you know comes yeah. back to our rating scale. It's just being like so. As you, as you can tell, guys, we get riled up. <laughs> Tangents will happen. Yeah, I apologize I, now. I get and at ra- the same I, time, I don't care. I get I get riled up <laughs> so much. I could go off on a tangent about like so many movies. So anyway, so this is obviously like a few ideas that we've got floating around. I'm sure there will be more. I'm sure there will be sequels to many yeah. of them as well. And, yeah, so this is us starting our joint podcast, which I'm really excited for. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, join us for the next episode, guys. We're going to be picking apart Tomb Raider, the three movies which have been made. The last one left us with an impression, let's say. Um, So, yeah, we're going to pick that apart. And I don't know what we're calling it, but I'm sure we'll figure that out. So it's all good. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this. Uh, let us know what you think. I'll get the social media and other stuff up sorted. And suggest in the anything next... for the hit list. Yes, please do. We're, we're if there's anything on the hit list or if there's any themes in movies that you're yeah. seeing or traits in movies that are continuously happening that you're really annoyed by or you think needs addressing, definitely tell us because we need to start picking apart this. Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood needs to know. They need to know. So yeah, that is us with our intro. See you later, guys.